0: Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love in Action. I'm Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope you're having a good day. Your Sunday's off to a good start. And this is Super Sunday, isn't it? Super Bowl Sunday. Who do you got today? Kansas City Chiefs or the Philadelphia Eagles? I think I'm going to go for Philly because I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Uh, They have Devontae Smith as well. Dickerson on the offensive line. Of course, I'm talking about Alabama players. So I'm probably going to cheer for Jalen today and his Eagles, but I also like Mahomes. Man, is he ever fun to watch. So it should be a good game, hopefully, and should be a, a good evening. But a lot more important than the NFL and the Super Bowl is the word of God. You know, when I was younger, I didn't think anything was more important than football. But when I came to Jesus, gave my life to him, Back in 1989, I started to realize there's something a lot more important than sports because sports is just a game. It's entertainment. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Can you remember who won last year's Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Jesus is eternity. You know, we're talking about eternity. And so being in the word of God is, is what's so important for us to do. And today we're going to be in the Word of God. We're going to talk about what God says about taking care of the poor. And did you know it's a sin not to take care of the poor? We're going to get into all of that. But first, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we praise you. We love you. We thank you for loving us. For God, you first loved us. And while we were sinners, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And praise be to you, God, you raised them back to life from the dead. So all who believe won't have to spend eternity in hell. But we can believe upon your son, Jesus Christ, and be saved and spend eternity with you. So, Father, I praise you for that, and I ask you that this morning, people who are listening who don't have that relationship with you through your son, Jesus, I pray today will be the day they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. God, on a day where millions and millions of people are thinking about a game, Father God, there's also a game of life, and Lord, that's the most important game of all. And the only way to win it is to put our faith in Jesus. So God, I pray that happens today for people who do not have that relationship. And for those who are believers, who are on the eternally winning team of Jesus Christ, God, I just pray for encouragement today, Lord, that you will just uplift them and continue to pour out your spirit upon them, Lord and that each one will be great commission Christians, Lord, that will be about telling others about you and about making disciples who can make disciples. So, Father, as we open your word this morning, we thank you for your word. We ask your Holy Spirit to teach us, to lead, guide, and direct us into all truths. And may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe today's message is a word from the Lord for all of us, and it's an important word because it's on a topic that's very important to God. And that's about taking care of those who are in need. Taking care of those who live in poverty. And we're going to look at some scripture about that. We're not going to obviously look at all the scripture. Because you, you can go through Genesis to Revelation and find scripture after scripture after scripture. God telling us to take care of those in need. And here at Love and Action we do work hard at ministering to the needs of the homeless and the poor. And why do we do that? Because that's what God's called us to do. And through doing so, souls are being saved and people are being discipled. And that's what's most important. And that's what's most exciting to me. But people do have vital needs that need to be met. And as the body of Christ, we need to be doing that. You see, when we do, people realize that we care about them. They realize there is a God in heaven that loves them. And so they're open to listening to what is actually their number one need, and that's Jesus Christ. And God is big about taking care of the poor. We read that throughout, as I mentioned, throughout the Old and New Testaments. And the scriptural basis on which we founded Love and Action is Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 40. And I want to start out this morning reading that. Matthew 25, verses 35 through 40. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, As you did it to one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it unto me. Now here Jesus is telling us that when we bless, when we take care of another follower of his, that we're doing it unto him. And so whatever is done for one of his disciples is rewarded as being done to himself. That is very important to remember. As we take care of other believers who are in tough situations, living in poverty, we are doing it unto Jesus. We're serving him. And just because people are homeless or living in poverty doesn't mean they're not followers of Jesus. Oh, we come across so many who are followers of Jesus. It's just where they're at in life, different situations take place, many times out of their control, and other times it's just been a generational thing. And they're just in a tough situation, but they love Jesus. They are disciples, they are followers of Jesus. James chapter 2 verse 5 tells us, listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? Oh, we see that so often when we are in impoverished neighborhoods, reaching out to people, praying with them, helping to provide for needs. We see people who are just full of joy. Joy the Lord. When we're overseas in third world nations where they have absolutely nothing material-wise, there's no soup kitchens, no place like that to turn to for help. They rely totally on God, and God provides, and they're just the happiest people that we've ever met. They are rich in faith, and that's what we all need to be is rich in faith, and we can be as we're obedient to the word of God as we serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's important to note here, though, that Jesus and James, they're not telling us that we are saved by our good works. We know that salvation is by faith, and faith in Jesus Christ alone. We talked about that just a couple of weeks ago here on Sunday morning with Love and Action. We're not saved by good works. We could live 200 years and do good works, and that's still not gonna get us to heaven. It's only by faith in Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can save us. But the thing about it is, if there are no good works, that's an indication that a person was never saved. We show our faith through good works. It's just an outflow of the love of Jesus Christ that is in us. And James talks about that. Uh, James chapter 2, verse 18, he writes, Show me your faith apart from works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You see, our good works, what James is saying here, our good works are the fruit of our salvation. It's not the root of our salvation. It's the fruit of our salvation. We, we want to do good things. God created us to do good works. And so that's why it feels good when, when we do good works. That's just an outflow of his love that's within us. And it's the fruit of our salvation. We can't gain entrance. Once again, we can't gain entrance to heaven through the good works. Good works are merely a manifestation of God's grace in our lives. Throughout the Bible, God speaks often of the poor and the needy, and He commands us to give generously to the less fortunate and to speak up on their behalf. We read in the old testament where even the the fields that there were gleanings for the poor to come in to these fields and and be able to take some of the, the crop for themselves to provide for them and their families, and God set that up. God wanted that to take place. And as believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, then Jesus is our example. So we need to follow him. And we see throughout the Gospels that Jesus constantly reached out to the poor and to sinners, and we are to follow him as he commands us. Think about the lepers. Nobody wanted to be around them. They were outcast. Jesus went to them think about tax collectors. Now they weren't poor, but they were outcast. So Jesus went to them. I often find it a little humorous where the Bible tells us that people were upset because Jesus was with sinners and tax collectors. It's like tax collectors were in a whole nother category among themselves. And they were very much hated by the Jews because of the whole Roman situation and tax collectors who turned on their own people to make money off of them. So they were definitely outcast, but we see Jesus time and time again reaching out to those who were, who were outcast and to those who were living in poverty, and he brought life to them, and he brought encouragement to them, and he provided for them. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, it's just one of many verses that God tells us about taking care of the poor, and here the psalmist writes, "'Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord.'" He will repay him for his deed. When we give to those who are in need, we are lending to the Lord, the Word of God says, and God's going to pay us back. That's one important thing we have to remember. We don't give to expect return, and the Bible tells us that. We give knowing that God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of us, but we need to do what his Word tells us to do and use his wisdom in doing it, of course, but help those who are in need. And we see uh, for the past 23 years here at Love and Action, by reaching out to the homeless, reaching out to the poor, it's been a huge blessing for those of us who are involved and all of our volunteers because everybody sees the blessing that comes from that. And I'm not just talking about financial blessings, but there's so much spiritual blessings that take place. And when we do what God tells us to do, we're obedient to him, Oh, we see God do amazing things. And we see that in the Bible, too, from Genesis to Revelation. Everybody who's obedient to God, amazing things happen. And that still happens today because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews thirteen eight. But when we were in Matthew chapter 25, when we read through verse 40, often that's where people stop. But we have to keep on reading to show the seriousness that God takes on his people being obedient of taking care of the poor. So let's read the rest of that chapter. We're going to go from verse 41 to the end, which is verse 46. And Jesus is continuing to speak here, and he says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or in sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it unto me. All these go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal Life Again, this isn't salvation by works. But when we are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, those good works are going to flow out of us. And he commands us to take care of those in need, and especially those who are of the faith. But I want you to understand here, too, that when Jesus says that they will go away to eternal punishment, when you look at that word eternal, it means everlasting. The fire of hell will not annihilate people. Some people have this thought that, well, if they go to hell, as soon as they hit the fire, it's over, they're annihilated, and go into nothingness. But that's not the case. That's not true. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Hell is punishment, and it's total separation from God forever. And people in hell know that they're there, and they will know that for eternity everlasting forever and ever and ever. And the same is true for eternal life with Jesus. That's everlasting. That lasts forever. And so we have a choice. Do we want to be with Jesus forever or do we want to be separated from him forever and be in punishment and torment forever? Well, to me, that's a very, very easy answer. I want life. (laughs) I want life forever. Jesus told the criminal on the cross, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, I want paradise. I want Jesus. I want to be with him forever. And we have that choice to make. We can believe in him, trust in him, put our faith in him and the work that he did on the cross and believe that God raised him from the dead and live for him here on earth. We'll have eternal life. But if we don't, we have eternal punishment Everybody needs to know and understand and be warned that judgment day is coming. We will all stand before the throne of God. And we need to think about what would Jesus say to you? What will he say to me? Will he say to you, will he say to me what he says in Matthew 25, verse 34? He says, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Or will you hear him say, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Those who show no compassion to Jesus' followers actually are betraying Jesus by their lack of devotion to him. So if we are a follower of Jesus, then that means we represent him. And if we have no compassion for our fellow brother and sister in the Lord, then how are we going to have compassion for people who are not believers? who think differently than we do, who have different beliefs than, than we do, who don't believe in anything. You know, how are we gonna have compassion for them if we can't have compassion for our own brothers and sisters in the Lord? It's impossible to. So if we have no compassion for the loss, then we will disobey Jesus' command and the great commission which you've heard me, if you're a listener of Sunday Morning of Love and Action, then you've heard me preach a lot and teach a lot about the Great Commission because that's that's where it's at. Jesus commissions us to go and make disciples. And that's a, a whole other message in and of itself, and I've preached a lot on it and will again. But I encourage you to go and read Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, and also Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Those are our marching orders. Jesus tells us, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's the great commission that he gives all of us. And it's not the great suggestion. It's the great commission. And then we can go to Mark chapter 16, verse 15, where Jesus says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So we are to go. We can't sit still. We have to go proclaim the gospel and make disciples. And that word nations means ethnic groups. People groups all over the world to everybody. So that's our marching orders. And we have to be about our Father's business. And again, it's not about the good works, it's about being obedient to Him. First of all, we place our faith in Jesus. And then we live out this life in obedience to Him. Are we perfect? No, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. The only perfect person ever walked this earth was Jesus Christ. But we strive for that perfection. We strive to be obedient to him, and he gives us the power to do that, to live this life out for him. Again, God is very serious about us taking care of those who are in need, and therefore we should be serious about it too. What's important to God should definitely be important to us. And when we're talking about putting our faith in Jesus, you know, we're talking about eternity here. And I have to ask you, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, don't delay. Don't think, well, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it years from now. I'll do it when I get myself right. Well, you'll never get yourself right on your own. I know that from personal experience. We need to come to Jesus. He accepts us exactly how we are. And we put our faith in him as our Savior, as our Lord. And he comes in. He forgives us. He cleanses us. He writes our name in the Lamb's Book of Life, which means... We're in his book. We're going to have eternal life, but we need to live this life for him and be obedient to him. Praying to Jesus for salvation didn't just check in a box and say, okay, I did that. Now I'm going to live this life my way. No, we come to him first and we give our lives to him. We receive his forgiveness and then we learn. We become disciples, which means being a student of Jesus. And we learn how to live this life for him. And let me tell you, it's the best life ever. I've lived. Before I came to Jesus, thinking things were pretty good and I was having fun, but man, after coming to Jesus, oh, there's no comparison. I will not go back. I'm going to keep going forward in Jesus because it is the greatest life ever, and when you think about it, well, he is life, so it should be the greatest life ever, so don't think about why I can't do this, I can't do that, no, think about Man, I get to live for Jesus. I get to live for the God who created the heavens and the earth, who created me, and he wants me to be with him forever. And while I'm here on earth, he wants me to be part of what he's doing. He doesn't need us. He's God. But guess what? He wants us to be part of what he's doing because he's a good, good father, and he wants his children involved with him. And so it's the greatest life ever. So I can't encourage you enough to just call out to Jesus. Just the best way you know how. There's nothing written in stone on how to do this. You just say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm coming to you. I may not understand everything right now, but I understand I need you, so I give you my life, and I receive you. Just talk to him, and he's there. He'll meet you right where you're at and then start living for him. How do you do that? Well, you need a Bible. You can get them online. You can uh, the Version app is a wonderful Bible app. But you also need to talk to somebody who is a believer and let them start to teach you how to live this life. Uh, it's, it's awesome when you can get plugged into a body of believers where you're together with other believers and you're encouraging one another, you're worshiping God together. So just turn to Jesus first. Make that your first step because that is the first step. And I encourage you, don't delay. But I also want to remind everybody, it's not about works, even though I'm talking about good works today, about helping the poor. That's not what's going to save us. It's faith, and Jesus alone can save us. But as I mentioned earlier, our good works are the fruit of our salvation. So when Jesus is inside of us, his love is going to flow out of us, and therefore others will experience the love of Jesus through our lives, and that's awesome. But I also mention that God takes this very seriously, and You may ask, well, how serious does God take it about us taking care of the poor? Well, let's go back into the Old Testament to Ezekiel, a great prophet in the Old Testament. Ezekiel chapter 16, and we're going to read verses 49 through 50. Now here, God is telling Israel about their sins, and he's telling them about other people who had sinned, and here he's talking about Sodom. And let's read what God says through the prophet Ezekiel. He says, Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous care, but did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me, so I removed them when I saw it. If you've studied the Bible at all in the Old Testament, you know about the sexual sins of Sodom. But I just find it so intriguing here that God tells us another reason why he annihilated Sodom. And most people, at least that I've talked to and heard from, haven't really seen this before. But God tells us here, he chooses to highlight the sin through Ezekiel's prophecy, along with he mentioned Sodom's pride. But he mentions that the sin of not taking care of the poor and the needy, and he annihilated them. That's how serious God takes this. And that speaks volumes to me about how important God takes this, that his people will care for those who are in need because it's a sin. He says right here, it's a sin. And that means a sin is disobedience. To be obedient, we were to take care of the poor. Sodom did not do that. The people of Sodom did not do that. They had excess of food It says prosperous ease. They had it easy but they didn't take care of the poor. It sounds a lot like our country, doesn't it? We are extremely prosperous, and things are very easy for a large portion of this population in the United States of America. We are very blessed in so many ways. But we know there are many people also who live in poverty, and so God expects us to help them and to help meet those needs. And taking care of the homeless and the poor is what we do here at Love and Action. We do it because those needs need to be met, but we do it to show the love of Jesus to people because people need to know that no matter what life situation they're in, God wants them to be part of his family, and we share the love of Jesus with them, showing them that God has not forgotten about them and that there are people who actually care about them. In this world, we're not going to get that, but in Jesus and When we're living this life for Jesus, we're going to give him to people. We're going to show his love to people. And I encourage you to do that. You know, Be involved. If you are part of a body of believers, be involved in what they're doing there. Be involved with other ministries like Love and Action. And there's others that, that you can get involved with that reach out to the poor and the needy. And I encourage you to do that. The thing is, is we're the body of Christ. We're to work together to proclaim his gospel. And we do that here at Love and Action. We have volunteers that come from many different churches. We come here lift up the name of Jesus, because when we lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw people to him. And we work together, serve together, to meet needs of the people. Some people volunteer. We have an awesome group of volunteers. Love our volunteers so much, we can't do what we do without them. There's others that support us financially, making everything we do possible. And are we ever so thankful for those who do, and we appreciate them so much because it does take money to meet the needs of this ministry so we can meet needs of people. You know, just like any other church or even a business, you know, we have bills to pay, utility bills, gas, diesel for our our vehicles, uh, insurances, food for hygiene items, just different things like that. Um, Just all come together. When people give, we're able to take care of those needs, which allows us to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ by meeting the fiscal needs of the people here in our community. And it's just awesome. And we have people who donate items like food. We can take in perishable and non-perishables here at Love and Action, and people donate. They donate hygiene items. They donate camping supplies like tents and sleeping bags and flashlights because the homeless needs those things. And when people donate that, that also helps stretch out our funds. <laughs> it works so beautifully together like that. And then we have prayer warriors. We have people praying for us every day and praying for those who we minister to. And believe me, we can feel those prayers. We need everyone doing their parts to make it all come together, to make it all work, so we can meet the needs of the homeless, of the poor, here in Dothan and in the Wiregrass. And so we can proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're doing it together, and that's awesome. And when the body of Christ is working together like this, wonderful things happen. Souls are saved, and people are baptized, and these new believers are being discipled. And, of course, the vital needs, their physical needs are being met. So I encourage you, come join us. We'd love to have you in any of these ways. You can do your part to reach out to the homeless and to the poor show them the love of Jesus, meet those needs, and most importantly, introduce them to Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more about Love in Action, a great place to go to is our website, loveinactionministries.com. That's loveinactionministries.com. It's a great landing place to learn all about the ministry. You'll see our schedule of events if you want to come volunteer with us. You can see how to give financially if you want to do that. You can see the days and times to drop off donations if you want to do that. You can learn all about what we do here as well as internationally. So loveandactionministries.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. We update a lot on Facebook. And so I encourage you to do that as well. And pray about what God would have you to do to be part of what he's doing through Love and Action. As we wrap up today, I just want to ask you one more time. Are you right with God? Do you have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ? If you haven't, oh, I encourage you today. Give your life to Jesus. Do it today. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next second for that matter. Do it today. Eternity depends on it. And again, just call out to Jesus, and he'll save you. He'll forgive you, and you'll experience real life, and you'll experience real love. Well, I want to thank you for joining me this morning on Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a good week coming up. And as you go through this week, remember, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.